Hollywood wrapped its biggest night of the year with a bang and plenty of surprises, laughs, and drama. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. It feels so good to be alive. And for you people in Florida, we're going to have a gay night. Gay, gay, gay. This is dedicated to the deaf community, the CODA community, and the disabled community. This is our moment. Okay, Will and Chris, we're going to solve that like family at the gold party. Okay. Hollywood's biggest night needed no punchline, but it got one anyway. Yes, we know that the tension between Will Smith and Chris Rock stole the show, and we'll get to that. But at the end of the day, this is an event about film. So let's dig into some of the nominees. Joining me now to help us recap the highs and lows of the Academy Awards is Chicago Tribune film critic Michael Phillips. Hey, Michael. How you doing, Sasha? Also with us is Robert Daniels, freelance film critic for RogerEbert.com and The New York Times. Hi, Robert. Hi, Sasha. Thanks for having me. And rounding out our panel is movie enthusiast Brandon Weiss from the Music Box Theater. Brandon, welcome. Enthusiast is the best way to put it, so thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Glad you could be with us. Uh, let's start with you, Michael. Ahead of the show last night, were you excited about this year's Oscars? Man, I went in gritting my teeth, and I came out of the most nerve-wracking Oscars in my lifetime. So, uh, you know, <laughs> expectations were met by completely uh, surprising me at every turn. I mean, I mean, I, I didn't like this idea of shaving off eight of the uh, categories, including best original score, music means a lot to me in movies, uh, best editing, best cinematography, and several others. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, shoving them to the front half of the pre-show, pre-tape part, and then kind of splice in the uh, results of the winners into the main show live later. I thought that was really second-class treatment. And so, you know, from the beginning, I just thought, yeah, this is this is kind of disrespect on the part of ABC. Mm-hmm. And I think there's there's one big misconception, Sasha. Everyone's sitting on the uh, really getting on the Academy for these decisions about what does and doesn't make the show or what kind of show it is. This is entirely, I think, almost entirely ABC's calling the shots. You know, the things in the ratings dumper like every other award show, ABC's in the position because they renewed it for a few years to to say, look, you're going to do it our way for a while. We're going to cut out some of this. Uh, technical stuff that you know is yeah the kind less of the less star studded awards and and exactly. kind of replace it with these you know a lot of entertainment um, I yes. think that was the the decision yeah. this year and fan favorite stuff which you know uh, you know Brandon uh, Brandon notwithstanding he can defend the fans but I mean look I'm a fan too but I, I also I also just like treating a cinematographer or a composer like like they matter right <laughs> right so that's my feeling <laughs> well well Robert are you a big Oscars or award show fan in general. I'm not a big awards fan in general, but I do love the majesty of the Oscars. I love the history of it. And last night was incredibly difficult to sit through. I'm in agreement with Michael. It's just the pageantry felt sucked out of the event. Brandon, be honest. How many of the nominated films had you actually watched before tuning in? Uh, are we talking just Best Picture or all across the board? All because across the board. Same. I've seen every single nominated movie this year. So you've watched all the films? 
I've watched every single film, including the shorts, but I guess at the end of the day, those didn't matter as much because those were also cut from the lineup or the main lineup, which right. was also pretty significantly disappointing to see. And even though I am a enthusiast, I highly agree that those segments shouldn't have been shortened in place of social media award giving even yeah. though I feel like the people that voted on those things might not have actually tuned into the awards, but that's speculation. Yeah, so so you're a movie enthusiast indeed. Like so you're you're not just tuning in to, you know, catch the red carpet interviews and all that. Like you watch these films, you're invested, it sounds like. I'm I'm invested. I, I surround myself in the film world. Uh working in a movie theater really helps. Every year I've tried to see every single nominated film just to do the homework and really be invested in everything that's being talked about yeah. in that year. I've never succeeded until this year. And I've watched 52 movies in the past 40 days, I believe. Amazing. Amazing. All right, let's get into the actual show. Uh, it started with a celebration of women empowerment with uh, Beyonce's breathtakingly beautiful performance of, of Be Alive from the King Richard soundtrack. And then it was on to the night's three hosts, Wanda Sykes, Regina Hall, and Amy Schumer. Let's listen to a clip from their opening. We are here at the Oscars. Yes. Where movie lovers unite and watch TV. Mm. This year, the Academy hired three women to host because it's cheaper than hiring one man. <laughs> I love this moment for all three women, especially Regina Hall, because um, I just think her comedic timing and her wit, it's just always been underrated to me. How do you think they did, Robert? I mean, I think, you know, where, where most of these hosting, gig, hosting gigs go is it can be hit or miss. Some jokes land, some jokes hit. I thought the early portions were probably the strongest, especially the monologue, the, op the two opening monologues. Yeah. Later on, some of the bits weren't, <laughs> weren't great. I mean, you know, I love Regina Hall. I think she's a fantastic comedic actress. I found it weird that they she there was a whole segment where she was basically, you know, asking if people were legal and like. Right. The COVID test and, moment. Yes, the COVID test <laughs> moment. And then like, you know, feeling up, you know, Jason Momoa's buttocks. <laughs> um, but for the most part, you know, I. I, I didn't find any of them particularly great. I wish probably Wanda Sykes, if or maybe Regina Hall, if had just been a single host, I think it would have been more balanced. Host felt a little bit too much like an add-on. I see. Um, I'm not sure they, they were weaved in through the show as well as they could have been. So you thought there was too much going on there. What do you think, Michael? About the hosts, I, I think so. But 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 the thing that that I just maybe I maybe other people had a similar reaction. But by the time Will Smith rolled up on stage and and smacked Chris Rock. Hey, we're not there the, yet, Michael. You're you're ruining the surprise. All right, all right, all right. Okay, that I'm kidding. Happen. I'm right, kidding. Right. I'm kidding. Let me, let me just say this. I had the uh, the experience that it was like Will Smith was using that thing from Men in Black to just basically erase everything other than what happened with Will Smith at the Oscars last night. I mean, people, this is the weirdest thing. The, the morning after today, yeah. I remembered vaguely a little bit about who might have won or some good speeches. I loved Ariana DeBose's speech. I loved a lot of the speeches, and I liked a lot of the wins. Didn't like others so much, but this was, however you want to describe it, the most weirdly suspenseful Oscars 
in in recent history. We'll get to that in a second. Sorry for jumping the gun. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> well, you know, I, I want to talk first about one of the first big winners of the night. Uh, we we got to talk about Dune. First, uh, let's listen to a clip, though, from the movie. This is actor Oscar Isaac in the film. We are House Atreides. There is no call we do not answer. There is no faith that we betray. The Emperor asks us to bring peace to Arrakis. House Atreides accepts. All right, so Brandon, Dune swept the Oscars with a total of six wins. That included awards for best sound, production design, and original score. Did you see that coming? Funny enough, I kind of predicted that a mile away. I felt when I saw Dune, I thought to myself, this is this year's Mad Max Fury Road. This is going to be one of those movies that comes in and sweeps all of the technical awards because it's one of those technical achievement kind of films. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and going back on the the eight categories, uh, you know, Hans Zimmer winning best score, the first Oscar win in 27 years, I believe. It was it was kind of disappointing that that wasn't more in in the front because that's a that's pretty big that's a pretty big get. What do you think, Robert? Um, in terms of Dune, yeah, I mean, I wasn't particularly surprised that it did well in the craft categories. I mean, I'm surprised it swept because usually there's at least one that you know there's one surprise in there, but this time around there wasn't a surprise. I think the terrible aspect of it is one and probably won I think five of its awards, four of its awards pre-show and right. only two were aired. And you think of all of you know, those creatives that that movie doesn't survive without its craft, of course, and no movie does, but especially that one. And to see them relegated to edited speeches and Hans Zimmer, of course, that was able to make it, but you yeah, know, you, that's tough. There, could have, there could have been a big, you know, for an award show that's so interested in trying to get people to watch and trying to get a general viewer to watch, it felt disconnected to have one of the bigger box office films you know, win most of its awards off air. Mm-hmm. And uh, Michael, Coda won Best Picture, while actor Troy Kutzer became the first deaf man to win an Oscar for his role in the film. Did the Academy get it right with those picks? Well, they got it right with Troy Kutzer, absolutely. I, I, I certainly would have personally voted for something other than Dakota for Best Picture, Drive My Car, or West Side Story, or Power of the Dog, okay. a little ahead of it. But, uh, you know, Troy Kotzer, it was, just, it was just such a thrill to see an actor who is a seasoned actor. I used to see him on stage in L.A. when I was reviewing theater. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, he was. He, I saw him do Stanley Kowalski in Streetcar Named Desire, and you know, you just think you might even have a stray thought back then, 20 years ago. God, if, this, if the movies were completely different, yeah. this guy would be fantastic on screen. And here you go, 20 years later. That was gratifying, I thought. So, yeah, well, in, that, I, in that regard, they got a lot of the acting. Yeah, well, right. something else I thought was sweet to see as well, Michael, was when Amy Schumer was signing to the CODA team early uh, in the show. But she did get some criticism that, you know, the Oscars were kind of basically only accessible to deaf viewers when they were specifically talking about CODA. Why not have an ASL translator all night? It's a good point. I mean, it's, it's, and the question always with, with a win like CODA is, are we, you know, is it going to be a generation before the next Marley Matlin or Tori Kotsur gets, right. gets awards consideration or just, you know, that opens another door or two for some, some steady work. I mean, that's, that's, that's the only thing that, this, that really matters to actors. Do I get a chance to get, to get better at my craft? Yeah. All right. We can't ignore 
what Michael already tried to have us talk about, and that's when <laughs> Will Smith uh, winning his first ever Oscar uh, for his performance in the film King Richard, but the historic win, of course, being overshadowed by the slap. And if those of you who haven't seen it or haven't watched turned your TV at all on at all or your radio today, you know, after presenter Chris Rock made a joke about Will's wife, Jada, Will Smith basically hopped on stage and slapped him. What was going through your head when you saw that, Robert? Well, at first I thought it was a bit. I mean, I think everyone thought it was a bit at first. You know, it was an award show filled with a lot of those kind of outlandish, bordering on cringe moments. Right. Um, and then, you know, the sound cut out, and then you could see the expression on Chris Rock's face that, oh, no, this is this is real. Mm-hmm. He actually did get smacked, and you could read Will Smith's lips, lips and won't repeat it. But, you know, there's a few expletives in there. And so you just knew, I mean, at least for me, sitting there, I just knew immediately like, this is going to overshadow the rest of this award ceremony. And it's going to overshadow everyone who's who's going to win afterwards. It's going to overshadow Will Smith's win. You know, he's only the fifth black actor to win Best Actor. Mm-hmm. Um, he was nominated alongside Denzel, and I felt like this was kind of a passing of the torch. And it just, it all went for naught. And now all anyone can talk about is what happened with Will Smith and Chris Rock. Yeah. Yeah. During the break, Denzel Washington and Tyler Perry uh, reportedly tried to calm Will down, and which is something that he referenced in his acceptance speech at the end of the night. Let's listen. Denzel said to me a few minutes ago, he said, at your highest moment, be careful. That's when the devil comes for you. So uh, Twitter, of course, filled with hot takes last night and today. Everyone's got an opinion. Uh, The Academy Awards tweeted last night. They said the Academy does not condone violence of any form. Do you think the world will ever let Will Smith live this down, Michael? I don't know. I I mean, I I think anybody who looks at what happened last night with one simple response to it is not really thinking it through. You had, you know, Chris Rock leveling a really heartless, useless joke at Jada Pinkett. Smith's expense. I mean, somebody who's dealing with a medical condition, who's got, you know, who's got uh, losing her hair, and uh, to pull out a 25-year-old GI Jane joke. You know, I think I think for Will Smith, it was it was like, okay, do I just go along to get along one more time, or do I respond in some way? Now, how he responded, I don't know if he ever will live it down. I do I do think though that. Whether you liked it or not, it was the biggest dose of true suspense I've experienced watching the Oscars mm-hmm. in decades. Yeah. Just to say, okay, he's probably going to win in about 45 minutes. He'll be up there again to accept the Oscar. How is he going to handle that? And what you got was this crazy, really interesting combination of the speech Will Smith had already prepared when he was going to win the Oscar and the thing he had to address, the elephant in the room, which is like, okay, what, mm-hmm. how much do I apologize? Do I apologize to Chris Rock? Answer, no. Do I apologize to the Academy and my fellow nominees? Answer, yes. Uh, but, I mean, that was just, yeah. uh, it was it was unseemly, but it was a kind of a riveting sort of television. I don't know if it did anybody actually tune out after the slap and before Best Actor was awarded. I doubt it. No, we were, we were all watching, for sure. Uh, what about you, Brandon? Did you think it was a joke? Uh, I yeah, I mean initially uh, the sound cut out, and I thought it I thought it was on technical end on my end. I was like, oh, I gotta fix the streaming now. But it it we ended up finding clips from uh, forecasts that yeah prove that it was 
real. And you could tell just the tension by Chris Rock and his, his expression that that was legitimate. Mm -hmm. And you could see the expression on Will Smith's face when the best actor category came around and how, how much he was struggling turmoil inside with all of that. And what really solidified that it was, it was real was the fact that he didn't take Chris Rock's name in his speech. And if he did, then I think I would have looked back and been and said, ah, that was probably a bit. But at the end of the day, Will Smith's a pretty big actor. He's had some ups and downs throughout his past, but everybody comes back to love him. And I think that it's going to be a little while of people teasing and making jokes online about this. Right. But at the end of the day, he'll be back next year as long as he's nominated. He probably will. Um, almost out of time, but I, I do want to touch back on something that we briefly mentioned earlier, and that was uh, diversity, you know, representation at the Oscars. You know, last year, the Academy, under industry pressure, they they took action to diversify the pool of voting members. This year, we, you know, we saw, though, that uh, not as many people of color were, or actors of color were were in the lineup this year compared to the record-breaking nine last year. Is this a case of two steps forward, one step back, Robert? Yeah, I mean, I think it is. Um, I wrote a piece about it for IndieWire, actually, uh, this morning. And I think this awards broadened the definition of diversity. That diversity is more than just, you know, the color of someone's skin. It's also, you know, whether, you know, they're disabled or, you know, or gender-wise. And I do think, you know, that, you know, one step forward, but then, you know, a couple steps back, there's still, you know, Ari Wagner and Best Cinematography. She was only the second woman nominated, and she, yeah. <laughs> there still has not been a woman winner in that category. There's still only been one black woman that's ever won Best Actress. Uh, no black person has ever won Best Director. And the Best Fiction lineup was overwhelmingly white. And so it's it's hard to look around that, but, you know, there, there were – a few bright spots last night. So it is a bit of one step forward, yeah. two steps back. And, and we'll talk more later this week on Reset about the diversity piece of this when it comes to the Oscars. Uh, but for now, we'll have to leave it there. That is uh, Robert Daniels of RogerEbert.com. Also Chicago Tribune film credit uh, Michael Phillips and movie buff Brandon Weiss. Thank you all. That's it for today's Reset. For more conversations with Chicagoans about politics, news, and entertainment, subscribe to this podcast so we'll pop up in your feed every weekday afternoon. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Thanks for listening. You can catch us back here tomorrow.